You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 96. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Like a podcast world, welcome back. To Who's driving your car? Episode 96. Noventa, you say. Today, we have a uh, special guest with us today. I'm trying to, I'm gonna try to get this right, and it's Mary Walsh Fox. Stay stick. Oh man, <laughs> oh shoot, <laughs> that's right. You got it. That was pretty good <laughs> for him. I mean, for hot dog, that was a, that was a success. I mean, I, I think that's a, a win. Yeah, we will count it as a win. Um. Thank you for Mary telling me how to pronounce the name like five times before we started. Um, and she is the host of HGTV series Breaking Bland. Um, she's a designer who's got a, a unique way of putting some touches on some projects that she does. I think it'll be cool for everybody to listen into. I also had the pleasure of meeting her dad on an airplane. Great guy, fly guys, I like to say. So, uh, Mary, welcome aboard. Thank you kindly. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, it's Mary Welch. Remember, double name. Mary yeah. Welch. Mary Welch. A double double name, <laughs> or Melch, as we were told. That's right. Melch. That's right. I like the nickname. Yeah, I'm a Melch. big nickname kind of guy, so I, yeah. I greatly appreciate the Melch. Um, I, for you, I wore these game day pants for me. I don't know if you can see them on the screen. They're my yellow pants. So I saw it kind of went along with your breaking the bland category. So I said, you know what? I've got to put these on today. This is going to be perfect for the interview. It's a shame she's going to miss it live in person, but anyway, <laughs> just thought she needed to I see feel it. like, I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> so I think I'm going to try to keep this for myself with Melch, right? That's the nickname, huh? Yes. Melch. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to stick with it's that. This is very well. <laughs> okay. Can you, uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself uh, so they can get sure. acquainted, you know, maybe in a, a few minutes roundabout what you got going on and things like that. Absolutely. Um, so again, my name is Mary Welch, double name, nickname Melch. Uh, I'm an interior designer and I live in Charleston, South Carolina. I recently hosted a television show for HGTV called Breaking Bland. Um, and it's really all about my design philosophy, which is tapping into everybody's unique expression of themselves and unique version of themselves and really trying to find, you know, what, what drives and in your words, what drives their car to make them happy. So when they turn, when they go in their home, they're, you know, kind of turned on by their environment as well. Um, you know, kind of pulling out everybody's own unique individuality. Um, and then on the side, I run a group called hundred days for positive change where, um, myself and my dear friend, Annie Bayless, um, host, you know, a hundred days with, um, with Zoom meetings and um, hands-on approach to um, having encouraging people to do 
something for 30 minutes a day for themselves that um, helps them recenter. If it's moving your body, if it's meditation, if it's praying, if it's art, if it's reading, recenter, refocus, and um, and head back out in a more positive manner so you can, um, you know, slay the rest of your day. <laughs> Heck yes. Yeah, I am looking day. forward to diving into that section of things. I had no idea about that. Bruce did not alert me to those those amazing things you have going on. Um, well, well, before we hop into some of the happenings here, we, we like to play a little game called Would You Rather? It's pretty simple. Um, John sure. is kind of the... The one who leads this thing up here, no telling. Don't take offense to what he asked if it's something <laughs> okay. like that. Like he's it's pretty the, tame. It's pretty tame. <laughs> the kicks of this. So, John, what you got this week, buddy? Okay. Melch, would you rather work okay. for people you know or work for strangers in the design field? Oh, work for people I know. Really? Yeah, I love yeah. them both. It's both. By the time I'm done designing for them, they're not strangers anymore. We are <laughs> best friends. So both both are incredible. Both are incredible. It's a little more, I will say, it feels a little more intense when you know somebody from the beginning because like you always have that deep desire to please somebody, but it feels like a little added pressure to to, you know, take business along with it. I can understand nice. that. Yeah. Okay, how about you, Cece? <laughs> You said design. I mean, I'm, that's like. <laughs> well, you know. I said work. I said work. And then work we're talking yeah. about the work. Yeah. People I know. I really? Yeah. Okay. How yeah, about you? As, go ahead, Matt. What you got? I'm going with somebody I don't know. Uh, I would be more than happy to do <laughs> help somebody I know. I, I feel like I do that all the time, but I think it's cool to meet other people, get to know them, and then bring them into someone you do know. So I'd rather have the opportunity, if I had to choose, pick someone I don't know. Interesting. We've got to split split field here uh for me personally i think it, it's better for me to work for people that i don't know um you know working in healthcare field um i don't know i just think people who don't know me beforehand have a a different amount of um they receive directions differently than people that i've known for a long period of time so uh, i think it's a unique situation where you know sometimes people that know you well, they may be like, ah, well, I don't know. You said this, but man, I remember when you were in high school and you used to do this kind of stuff. And in his uh, case, real problem, <laughs> real problem. Fair. So I'd rather work for uh, you know people I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. True, right, yeah, CC? That's true. Especially in our field, your parents' yeah. friends come in. They're like, oh man, you used to spend the night. We had to put you outside at least once a day. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't too bad, actually. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. good. Well, um, okay, Mary Walsh, I think I got it that time. We're going to... Yeah, you got it. I feel so bad. All my te When I've been texting you, I've been calling you Mary. Really sorry about that. Um, all right. Okay, when I was chatting with you a little bit on the phone, we, we chatted prior to coming on a few weeks ago, you were kind of telling me about your journey to, to where you got to, to now. I think you had mentioned, you know, where you were born, then Colorado, New York, and then down to Charleston. Can you hop on in that uh, a little bit? Tell us kind of your journey, what doors opened for you or what you were, you know, felt like you were being called to do and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. Um, so I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee, and um, which was a wonderful experience. And as y'all met my dad, so you know that um, he had a very loving parents and a wonderful upbringing. Um, so, I, you know, I was a very lucky 
in that sense. Um, and a great community. Knoxville is a wonderful community. Uh, it definitely takes a village. And um, I still am very, you know, weaved into that community, which is, says a lot That's as awesome, well. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and that'll come full circle in a little bit too. Uh, and then I went to college in Colorado, Colorado State. Um, my dad, was, it was really important that um, we snow ski when we were younger. He's an avid snow skier. <laughs> so he luckily, um, you know, kind of carried that on with us and taught us. And I remember right before I was picking my colleges, my dad was like, remember, like, if you want to ski, this is it. This is your chance. This will be like the last time you'll get to just ski. Skiing's expensive when you you know, grow up. And when you're an adult, it's something you're going to have to pay for. And I'm just like, <laughs> noted. <laughs> like, noted. So um, Colorado State, I chose my college based on um, skiing. I wanted to ski. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, and it was great. It was a wonderful experience. Um, I loved being in Colorado and spending as much free time as I could skiing. And started out pre-med, actually. Um, I was really? a biology major. I thought I was going to be a doctor and um, two years in, I really in the back of my mind wanted to be an artist, but thought like, you know, that would just be my hobby and I would be a doctor. Um, but two years in, I discovered there was a major called interior design that I had no idea you could major in and was loving watching HGTV and watching all the renovation shows. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Um, so I applied for their program. Colorado State actually had a great program. It's smaller, um, and it took like a, you have to go through this application process and, and a whole nother thing. And it was an automatic four-year school. So I had already completed two years. So that was a hard sell to come back with too. Um, luckily though, my last year, I was able to just work in Denver and come back to Fort Collins and kind of complete that without spending, you know, six years fully in school. Um, but, and it was a great decision. So I moved to Denver, I started working for a designer there and um, working in a, in a really nice furniture store that was in their design mart and fell in love, I loved it. And eventually a designer from New York came in um, and I told him my dream of moving to New York and designing there and he hired me and wow. I moved to New York. Um, and, and it was incredible. He, his name is Larry Laszlo. He is, um, um, a very like, well known designer has had his name on everything and, and just like a really interesting character. Um, so he taught me like all the things that like, I felt like, you know, I kind of had to button up and, um, be polite and, um, like all of those characteristics of me that are kind of wild and boisterous like like and it, being like a, like an artist that expresses things like he, he showed me that that was okay to kind of let all that out and on you know whatever it, yeah like totally <laughs> and i did uh, <laughs> that's awesome um <laughs> totally um and he also told me to just honor my like gut when it came to design you know i didn't have to stay within the rules and that was incredible um and then in that process, I met my now husband and he's, he was in Chicago. So we decided I would move to Chicago instead of him moving to New York. And I did that when the market crashed. So um, in my mind, I was like, I've got a great resume. I'm going to find a job in no time. It's going to be great. And no, because, you know, when the market crashed, 
we, you know, our industry kind of crashed as well. Right. Um, nobody's looking to spend more money on designers at that time. Um, so I rerouted and he's a musician and I started working in music and, um, and that was incredible. It was an incredible experience. Like I went to some of the, I worked for Coachella and Lollapalooza and, um, Austin city limits and Ooh. Bonnaroo and all the big festivals and did a lot of really fun, fun, um, hard things too. And I, and I do think a lot of that work helped me, um, hone in on my work ethic. Like I can work almost to a fault, um, where I, you know, can work myself so hard, but that was like, it's, you have to have some serious hours in there. Um, and that, you know, I really enjoyed that. I took my skills there and I started making VIP packages for bands and I loved it. But in the back of my mind, I still like was, I was missing design. Um, so I started working for some friends in Chicago and, um, and I was just back on my feet again um, and started in my second home in Chicago, which was great. I was noticed by a magazine and um, that's kind of got, gathered me some recognition. Um, and then I was pregnant and we moved to Charleston. So again, I'm starting over. I was like, I, I knew I was like, I'm just now getting established in a city. Like, I don't know if I'll ever get established again. Um, but it was worth it because my family's here. I have my sisters are here. My mom is here. Um, and we've kind of migrated here and have loved living here, but it took a little bit to get back into design. So I fell back into music again, not fell back, but I kept up with music and I was kind of, I was kind of hard headed. I knew I wanted to work on my own terms. So I really wasn't willing to go and, um, and look for a design position in a firm. Like I wanted it my way, which is, for better or for worse, kind of really hard headed, you, you know. <laughs> so, so I would work my VIP, like my run my VIP job, run that business to pay for my design hobby at the time. Um, and in that time, and I was and I was grinding. I was trying to take free job. I was working for free a lot. I was, you know, just doing what I could to come come back and get into the design world in Charleston. And then in that process, somebody from um, River Media, which is out of Knoxville, Tennessee reached out to me and they said that my um, dear friend from middle school had put my name on a table to say that I would be great on a television show. And I was like, to host a TV show for HGTV. And I was like, are you serious? I was like, am I being pumped? Um, and it was like, it, I, and this is a friend of mine who was a dear friend in middle school, but we had not, we'd lost touch, but she kept going and, and conducting in the TV world. And, um, and we went down that path, like we, it was like years of interviews and, um, screen time and them coming here and doing a sizzle. I mean, years of, of this and, and it, and it worked. Um, so I was picked up for breaking bland and then continued to run my design business in the background. And because that took so long, um, I was able to also build my business at the same time. So. And they kind of both at the same time went boom. And um, so now I'm, here I am a little overworked and, <laughs> but, but growing a lot. And, and the show just aired in August and, um, and, and I'm, you know, actively working here with many clients in Charleston and, and it's just been a really, really fun, fun ride. And fun fact though, like when I was 
19 or 20, when I decided to change my major, I told my dad I wanted to, to be an HGTV host. And they were like, well, let's set you up with this man named Steve Land in Knoxville who does um, production. And you talk to him and tell him that's what you want to do. And he'll tell you what to do for your next steps. And he, so I did, I went and sat down. I had on the, I can remember what I was wearing, like this hippie dress, like a, just a young kid, you know? I didn't know what I was doing. And I told him I wanted to be on HGTV and he said, um, okay, I need you to get in front of the camera as much as you possibly can and just practice and practice and practice. And, and I totally forgot this part too. So I went to theater school in the summer during college in New York and like tried to hone those skills as well. But I ultimately finished my design degree and, and didn't really think that, you know, didn't really go anywhere with that. I just kind of put that in a box and moved forward with design and never, so when that phone call came in, I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> universe, like, cool. was the universe listening? <laughs> that is amazing, that is actually. Well, it sounds like yeah. you have a lot of resilience and uh, who knows, maybe there could be a book or some kind of seminar avenue on how to start over and do it again. It seems like, it sounds like you have a lot of practice and success at doing it. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, that, and I'm just really hard headed. So <laughs> I, I knew if I didn't love what I did every day, then I wouldn't show up as my best self. So I tried that and I wanted to really love and I'll keep fighting to love what I do every day. And that if that means working three jobs to do it, then I'll figure it out. That was one of the interesting things that I noticed on uh, one of the shows that was going on that you try to figure out uh, the people that you're working for, their personalities, their passions, and you try to push them to their limits into things that they may be uncomfortable with in order for them to have a greater appreciation of the service that you're providing for them and their, uh, the space that they'll be spending the most of their time in. Right. Yes. Well, I wanted people to realize like, you know, your space is a reflection of you and we're spending so much time in our home these days. Um, it doesn't mean you have to go crazy. It just means it doesn't have to be, you know, the same as everybody else's. It's geared to, it's all personal preference, right? Like all things in style, design, and art are subject to the eye of the beholder. Um, so what we, you love and what I love can be totally different things, but my hope is to find out what you love and let me bring out the best of that in you and your space so you feel like it's a reflection of you every day when you walk in. You know, Mary Welsh, I was uh, reading a little bit about you and now I've talked to you on the phone and here we are now. And you mentioned that um, I, I'm guessing it's the, the, the guy who came in uh, to the store you're working at and you wound up going to New York, to work for him. Talked a lot about being unique, uh, pulling that out, your unique self, your talent. Can you maybe speak? Because one of the things we try to do to do on the podcast is motivate and inspire um, people. And I think it's really important. God makes us each in our own little special ways that we are to try to figure out a what our gifts and talents are and then b you know embrace how we were made not try to be someone else try to be ourselves so like from a yeah. big picture can you maybe expound on the importance of that because you seem like someone who um the little bit I've, i know about you and, and you can kind of looked up on you seem to be someone who really embraces who you are which i think is truly an incredible thing thank you thank you um, yeah, I mean, I, it's the more you get to know anybody, aren't you just so astounded at like all their cool, unique intricacies, like, and everybody's lived a life that is so different and it's their own unique path, Go ups and downs, you know, we've all had them. And I think honoring those, sharing them and finding out like what makes you happy, like, how do you, how do you, you know, tap into yourself so you can serve 
you know, everybody, your family, so you can be a better person, so you can, um, you know, show up to church in a better way, show up anywhere so you're not hiding from who you are and finding the best in you. And that way you don't like searching for things that aren't you to fulfill your life, you know? Like there's so much fulfillment in just owning your own, everybody's got a unique talent, you know, and a unique gift. And like, we should all be proud of that and find them and, you know, not waste time denying that. So what kind of tactics do you use to try to seek those uh, those unique capabilities, those unique things about your clients that you work for? Uh, that's got to be, seems like it'd be difficult. Uh, a lot of other businesses, other things that you do, it's a lot easier to pick up on some of people's preference and the way, what they like to eat, what they like to drink, things they like to do activity-wise. But this is a very private space. Uh, so how do you tap into some of those things? Sure. Um, like I said, you know, it could be a stranger when I start, but by the time that we're done, I hope that we'll know each other really well. Um, for, I, I just ask lots of questions. I spend lots of time in their space. Um, love to spend time with them, their family, find out what they do, all their extracurricular activities. What do you wear? What do you, how do you drink your coffee in the morning? How do you like to spend your time? Where do you go? Like, what makes you happy? If you look at this, how do you feel? Those kind of um, tactics to kind of really get in there and, and get deep in somebody. You know, Mary Welch, in the, in the medical world, like I'm taking care of pain patients. Steve's taking care of patients. Matt here, hot dog's an attorney. So we, we serve patients through our professions, but I think we realize and appreciate that a lot of them um, have a lot of burdens, emotional um, stresses. We know that our job is better served when we connect with them and find out what motivates them, what pushes them. And that's kind of what led to this podcast because we're able to, hey, we talk about our lives and what's going good and bad and how we help each other. And I, I feel like from talking to you, you're doing that with your clients, uh, trying to discover what motivates them, inspires them to create that, that space. But and we'll probably get into your, your, uh, your other project, but the time you spend with them, I'm sure this energy rubs off on them. Do you see transformation, not just in their spaces, but perhaps their family or their life? when you can maybe pick up and identify things like, Hey, I'm bringing all this positive energy in this. I'm creating this experience for you. Have you, you must've witnessed something along the way that said, Hey, some things I'm saying and doing are touching people's hearts, touching their lives. And I think that's, did that inspire kind of where this, uh, the side project you have, uh, started from? You know, um, yes, I, I hope I'm, that's my goal. I want to, um, really tap in and, and make people feel great. Um, I'm going to cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, that's okay. I'm a crier. I cry over everything. Um, CC sorry. does that to everyone. <laughs> <Deep feeling. laughs> it's okay. Being moved to tears is a good thing in life. No, yes. That's all good. Totally. Um, but yes, I, 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 I want them to feel special and loved. And I want that. That's how I want them to feel in their space. So my, I, I do, that's the goal, you know, like I will anxiously wait until they walk in and be like, do you love it? Do you love it? You know, like <laughs> kind of panic until I like see it. But um, the goal is really for, to have a really joyous ride together and feel great about it. And for them to feel on the way that like they were able to express themselves and feel more comfortable in that like, self-expression and then like own that a little bit more on their own in the end as well. So, and that's not what started the 100 Days for Positive Change, but it, did, it does help. Um, because it, you know, and even for me, like it, it hasn't always been easy to 
understand who I was as a person. It's like an everyday, every for anybody, you know, it's an everyday journey to to understand and, and have faith and trust that like you can, we can figure this out together and love, you know. Um, so it, that that journey started as like a self-expression, like a way to self-love and to help other people find that as well. And then the more you, I feel like the more you love yourself, the more um, you can love your neighbor, the more you can really get into tap into owning your unique talent. Absolutely. And I think Craig's kind of opening the door to that. Mary Welsh, can you now move us into your other project, which I had no idea you had going on, which is really fly here. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to use the word fly for something cool in life. Um, <laughs> in case you didn't know. <laughs> I call it fly happening. Um, so I would definitely call this a fly happening. Love it. And um, that is the 100 Days of Positive Change. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be and what you got going on with that project? Because I think it's really neat how you're definitely doing some motivating, helping people move forward, so to speak, in their life. Sure. Um, so my, my girlfriend, Annie, that I'd mentioned before, um, hey, Annie. she approached me with, hi, Annie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she approached me with the idea of doing, she's, she's so always been so good at consecutive days of doing something for a better change. And I'd always looked at her and been like, I, I don't know how you do it every single day. Like I'd all, I'd tried and was really never successful because it was fitness focused for me. Not like, not um, mental clarity focused, not for better, like a, a better good focused. And once she approached me with the idea of doing it for a positive change in it within yourself, um, I was like, I think I can, we can do that together. Let's just do it. Let's make a handle and let's just start posting about it on, and it was just us two, motivating each other to go through a hundred days to like become out on the better, on the end, better people. Um, and we just would post about it on Instagram and then eventually people would join us and then people started joining it more. And then it, you know, after probably our third time doing it, we had a real group of people. So we, um, moved on to a site called lively that's run by our friends and lively helps us facilitate now, um, group meetings. So we can all come in as a group where we put, we are supporting each other online now but also, you know, in our Zoom meetings, so we can all talk about our experiences, what we've had difficulty getting past and how we still motivated ourselves to move forward. Um, you know, just really sharing and supporting each other in the journey to at the end of it, you know, it's not, you're not every, every day, you're not gonna see like this massive change, but if you work 30 minutes a day, um, I'm a firm believer that tiny, small habit changes and, you know, done consecutively can change your life and every time it's something else has changed and it's it's just a really beautiful process <laughs> now that sounds great and that was kind of you know why we started doing this podcast is we were having some yeah. conversations and we saw how people reacted to hearing different uh challenges that you know we were going through or people we knew that were going through and a lot of people, I think, feel isolated uh, in their experiences, in yeah. their challenges. So I think that sharing yeah. aspect is very beneficial. I think that's going to be a great deal for you. Yes, for sure. There's so much beauty in community. And when we all can share our struggles in whatever capacity you're comfortable with, it helps you know, other people feel comfortable in their own struggles and not feel like they're alone and maybe a little bit more positivity about how to 
power, push through or navigate through that process and support each other because we're really all here together and this together and it's, it's, it can be isolating when you feel alone. No doubt. And Hey, Mary Walsh, I got a question for you here. I know you're really yeah. busy with a lot of stuff going on over there and we kind of talked about this a little bit on the phone too. Do you do anything to where you try to, uh, you know, dial it down a little bit, meditation, some time in silence, things like that, where you can calm the mind a little bit? Because I think all of us in our lives can get pretty sped up at times with various things that we yeah. have going on. Are those some things that you practice yourself or people in the group? Any, any uh, body been doing that for some self-improvement or, you know, time to just, like I said, dial it down a little bit sometimes in life? Absolutely. It's really important. I, I, um, personally run up here and like a, you know, I can, I, I run too fast. So I have right. to, for myself, I need to slow down. I need to make myself pause. Um, and, uh, you know, some, some people might need help going faster, but in my personal experience, um, I have to slow myself down. So I practice yoga. Um, I, I practice meditation. It is, I would, it is not easy. It is not coming easy. Right, don't worry. I'm with you. Um, no. Yeah, totally. Um, and I practice sitting in silence. I like to go to the beach. We live um, close to the beach here. So I like to find myself, go to nature, ground myself, and just be in silence. Even taking, like, just a you know, calm walk is that time to, I'm, I think a 30-minute walk can also change your life. Just get out 30 <laughs> minutes, walk. Walk slowly. And then come back, and you're, you can turn around. Um, so, yes, I, I, unwinding is... It's really kind of the goal in the 30 minutes is to kind of come back, unwind, refocus, um, take away all that noise and come back to what's, you know, what's your, what drives your car. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I, I, have, I have that same issue in my life. Yeah. My mind's always mm, flying yeah. out there. Our buddy Cece here, yeah. he likes to just look at leaves on trees, you know, get really, <laughs> really involved in the specific leaves on his trees and lose himself there a little bit. Yes. Whatever floats your boat, you know? <laughs> okay, Mary Welsh. Um, we've really enjoyed the time together here. It's been a uh, been a heck, lot of fun. and Heck yeah. I think awesome. the energy, I mean, we're not even in the same space, but can feel the energy coming through the computer screen, which I think is really <laughs> neat. Um, but what we like to ask all our guests before we kind of shut it down here is uh, who or what do they think is driving their car? That's proverbial for who or what's driving your life. Could be free will, right. God, pandemic, your job, children, spouse. There's no right or wrong answer. We've heard things like sense of urgency um, has driven people's lives. What comes to mind when we, when we ask you that? Um, my family, without a doubt. My um, if if I can't, um, I, I want to be my best self for them, you know, like and for myself as well. But I have two daughters, so I want them to see. The beauty in the world too and if i can't find that in and faith and myself and the world then it's going to be really hard to help teach them how to find it in themselves in the world and in others um so truly just to to find a way to be the best um that i can and serving myself and others so my daughters have a, a good reference um and a good place to look in their lives Ooh, hey man sister live that best life yeah well, Mary yeah. Welch, uh, where can people connect with you, find you, learn more about uh, your design work, more about 100 Days of Positive Change? Where would you like them to go and visit to, to, to connect with you? Sure. Um, I have um, an Instagram handle. I'm MW Fox Stasic. 
Um, and then I'm in the process of um, switching my design firm's name from Mary Welch Fox Design to Queen and Knox. Um, so I'm, I'm partnering with my dear friend, um, Kristen Mills, who we've worked together for a few years now, and um, she's invaluable to me. So I want both of our names to be involved in this business. Um, so, cool. so, yeah, so that will, Mary Welch Fox Design and MW Fox Stasic are my current Instagram handles, but um, Queen and Knox will soon be there as well, or we'll replace Mary Welch Fox Design. So that's where you can find me. Yeah. And will there be another season coming out of Breaking the Bland? I am sworn to secrecy. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Okay. We give you credit for always asking the question. That's awesome. I have, I have big hopes that I'll be on TV again. Just, I'm That's, feeling really good about we'll it. <laughs> I do have to say, uh, Charleston's a beautiful city. My wife and I went there a couple years ago for just a getaway. And, you know, we're from Louisiana, so New Orleans, you know, is a close city. It reminded me of a very clean it version does. of new orleans i mean it had a lot of character and i like the architecture and i like the uh the design but i also like the fact that it had culture and it had the beach and it was uh it was awesome so i'm sure you're enjoying it over there oh yeah absolutely this i absolutely love this city um i have never looked back i mean i've lived in some wonderful places but this is this is home so it feels really nice it's a wonderful community too like the support system here and the women in business here, every the men in business here too, like really all support each other in a really wonderful way. And um, I don't know if it's like that in other cities, but I, I really feel blessed in that way here that um, the community of people here really thrive on each other and help support each other. And that's, I feel like a really special thing. So it's been great. Yeah. Well, so I got one more quick thing for you. I can't let this go without my flying yeah. partner on the plane our buddy Bruce here uh, yeah. that I met is truly an inspiration. The guy is literally living his life uh, <laughs> at a, I'm, I'm not lying. Like I was blown away. He's traveling all over the place hunting. He's apparently loves to ski. He loves to fish. Uh, he loves one of my places in North Carolina, really close where I travel. He's up in that area. He is truly living life and Bruce don't take this wrong way at an older age. Like he's younger and, um, oh, yeah. It is truly incredible. Can you, and I'm sorry that you're a little emotional here. I didn't mean to string forward here, but can you maybe speak to that for a second? Because I know he can't really speak for himself here because he's not on the show with us, but I find the guy to be an inspiration. Like when I get to that age, I want to be living life. He is still so full of life. And I can see that you have a ton of life to yourself too. And I'm sure he's super proud of that. Um, but can you just speak yeah. to that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm definitely his genetic makeup. So um, I, <laughs> I learned how to live. I learned how to live life from from someone, <laughs> and it was him. Um, and my mom. My mom is really vivacious as well. But yes, my dad is. Um, that's 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 the inspiration. You know, he has always honored himself, his family, put his family first. Um, he is uh, a, a man for the community and taught taught me some incredible values that I really hope to pass on. But yeah, my dad, like he, he, and I love that too, because he's always shown me like that. It's okay to still have your passions and do the things that make you feel great. Like that's what made him come back and, um, and share those passions with us. Cause he showed us how much joy that would bring to life and, and just live your life like that. If you're living life out there and doing it and honoring yourself, like life can be great. 
but you got you, know, you got to get out there and do it. And that's, I mean, God, he just had a knee replacement surgery and he's climbing up mountains in Oregon. I'm like, oh, please, Dad, <laughs> be <awesome>. careful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he's a true. He's a you know he's a renegade for sure. I love. It. He's a yeah, kid. he awesome, and I know he's really proud of you and proud of proud of his family yeah. and whatnot. So yeah, special thanks to him for for making the connection here. Um, Definitely connection to the human spirit. So we appreciate you, you uh, coming aboard with us this uh, week. It was a whole lot of fun. Absolutely. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you all so much. so much. Thank fun. you so much. So, sorry, I like cried eight times. But. <laughs> no, this was awesome. It was great. Uh, great time. <laughs> a lot of good memories made. And uh, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in this week. If you get a chance to subscribe, rate, or review the podcast, we'd appreciate it. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Bye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing. Sun is shining. Nothing more I Sing with me